0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Keller Hodges. Um, I'm going to go ahead and apologize for the audio quality. <laughs> I am currently recording in my truck outside of uh, Fifth Third Stadium. Basically, I need to get this out as soon as possible because tomorrow morning at about 8 a.m., the uh, pre-match preview for Charleston's coming out because I had to pre-record that. And let me tell you, it has already aged poorly. I tried to guess what happened, and boy, was I wrong. Uh, Legion go out and lose a 3-3 match. It, y'all, it's it was bad. We were up 2-0 if you didn't have a chance to watch the match. Uh, they've come back and claw back, and it is 2-2. And we score a goal. Juan has a brilliant assist to... Zach Haribo, who tucks at top right corner. We just love the top right corner, apparently. And then we concede again. Um, I Listen, it's always not just one person, right? It's never just one person. Um, the easy scapegoat, and I think the person who had the worst game last night, God, I hate saying this because I know you guys, I know the team listens to this, but, I mean, it's, it, It was Alex. Alex Cornali had just a rough game. It was... Look, at the very beginning of the half, he whiffed on a ball. It happens. Uh, Trevor Spangenberg cleans up the mess. Uh, We are still up 2-0 going, or 1-0 going into halftime. Trevor had a really good game in the first half. I just want to point that out there. Um, And then coming into the second half, Alex, I mean... It may not be entirely his fault. This is this is me. This is where I met. I don't know everything about footy, right? I haven't had a chance to completely dissect the film, but from what I saw, from the replays I saw, um, Alex was right there and just didn't jump for the ball. And, you know, maybe he thought he just was not tall enough to get to the ball. Maybe he was just a little bit out of position, and that's fine. That happens. I think more or less with the two headers, because we can see two off-crosses, you look at that as a fan, right? And you see a player not jump up and try to head the ball and try to clear it away. Even if he misses, you look at it and say, well, he tried. And it is, it's so hard, right? Because I wasn't down there. I don't know if Fanny or if Matthew or anybody called him off, said mine, mine, or I got it, or if Trev called for it and missed. I don't know. But from my perspective, he just didn't jump. And on their second goal that they equalized on, it was just an offsides trap, and it looked like it was Alex's guy that ran off and just went right past him. Fanwell was too far uh, up as well, so that's also a fanny issue. Um, And you can also look at Fannie for this one as well. I think what we really saw tonight is that this team has offensive capabilities. I mean, three goals. I mean, that's impressive. I know it's against Atlanta United too. But honestly, their final, (laughs) their last-ditch defense was pretty good. I was fairly impressed. But, I mean, I I don't know what to say. Like, we saw the impact of not having Jake Roof. And this is not a dig at Ryan James. I thought Ryan James had a pretty good night. He had one bad foul towards the end. But overall, I thought that Ryan James had a really good night. Defensively, he was pretty solid. Um, Just his ability to attack was great. It was just that we saw that not having Jake Roof really had an impact. And we're not going to see him for Charleston either. We're not. We're not going to see Jake Roof for Charleston. From my understanding, the boys are leaving tomorrow for Charleston. So, (laughs) we're not going to have Jake Roof. So, we're going to be a little bit... It's going to be different defensively. That's what I'm going to say. It's going to be different. Maybe not bad. I do think that this was the game that we... Out of the games that we could drop between Charleston and between Atlanta... Charleston was going to be the one that we definitely win. Atlanta's going to be the tougher one. Frankly, the penalty, some people said it probably wasn't a penalty. From where I was, I thought clearly his hand was away from his body and hit his hand. You could say it maybe it was in a natural position, but I thought that was a good call. Um, from there, you could tell that Marlon, I mean, you could tell the impact of losing Marlon. Uh when I was when he kind of went down, It was not like a cramp or a leg. He was about to throw up on the pitch. I don't know what formally happened. Uh, All, you know, he just kind of said as he was walking on, like, my stomach. So, obviously, can't do anything about that. It was wickedly hot. I am a sweaty mess right now. Um, So, I don't know. As for Eddie, he gets his first start or his first start since the switchbacks. And... I thought he looked pretty good. You could tell the impact of his press. Now he has a lot of growing to do. Uh, one of the cooler moments that I saw um, was during the hydration break and during the um, everything kind of break. I guess. Um, actually, I might hold on. I think I see <laughs> John, the guy, John Nelson, the guy I just uh, talked to yesterday. Possibly. Well, let me go see. Hold on. This is so random. Yeah, so that was random. That was John. Uh, I had a good chat. And, okay, he kind of talked me a little bit off the cliff of um, basically from their perspective, it didn't see – they didn't think that Alex had much of a chance on those balls anyway. So there's that. I don't know. Um, Also, you have to look at Fanwell here too. You have to look at him and say, why weren't you there as well? Um, you could tell, and I just want to say this, like the boys were clearly disappointed coming off the pitch. They were very hurt and disappointed by the way that they played, for obvious reasons. Um, luckily, though, on um, Saturday, we're going to have Mikey back, and I think that's going to do a lot of wonders. We're going to have at least six people on the bench Sorry, y'all. I am struggling right now. <laughs> um, so there's that. That's a plus. We're going to have... I, I'm i going to back up. And I don't remember if I've said this already. If I did, I'm just going to reiterate the point. We saw not what not having Jake Roof does when it comes to the balance of the game. I mean, he was... There was a few times that you saw Johnny shoot up the pitch and you saw Ryan shoot up the pitch... And when whenever there was they were getting caught out on attack, there was this two center backs and you just kinda had to hope that somebody got back as opposed to Jake playing as that pseudo center back and same thing with Ryan James. I think there was a few times with Zach Carva who had a beautiful goal by the way, and one assist by one. Um, you had You had Anderson going up. You had Zach going up. You didn't have anybody truly playing a defensive midfield. So we had a wide open gap there. And whenever they started finally utilizing that space, they were killing us. I think having Mikey back is going to solve a lot of issues. I really hope that this was a kick in the whatever. um, Well, not like what happened to jake sorry jake if you're listening to this jake i'm really really sorry but (laughs) i it just this one was a real kick into whatever you want to say it it was bad this one it had the offense we expected that i liked what i saw out of one i do think he was taking too many touches There were points where I think there was a time where it might have been the right play. I'm not sure. But he had it in the box towards the end of the game and he tried to chip a defender that was sliding. And then instead of shooting it first time, which I think he could have got shot on goal line, I believe that I think that him trying to slow it down and caused the defender to get into the play and that's what we've seen with Juan. It's just the fact that he takes too long. He takes way too long and we're already caught out and that is what it is. It sucks. It really sucks but what can you do? I mean, I think... Even though he didn't score, I still liked what I saw out of Eddie. And this is what we saw out of the press. This is something I really enjoyed. And I think I talked about this a little bit. Maybe I got interrupted. This is probably where I got interrupted. But during the water breaks, we saw Enzo Martinez going over there and coaching Eddie. And coming out of the locker room, he was coaching Eddie. That's what a veteran does. This is the guy who's been around for a long time who's done the dang thing. I really enjoyed what I saw out of Enzo today. And Enzo t- coaching up Eddie, saying, hey, go for this, go for that, press, Eddie, press, 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 go for it. There was one time that I heard Enzo yell out, hey, Eddie, trust us, trust us, trust your defense, go and press, go and press. And there was a couple of times that he forced mistakes that he single-handedly was the reason that the ball went straight to Zach Harvo, who in the first half was not utilizing his space. It was becoming rather infuriating. He would have yards of space. And he would just pass it instantly, and it would slow down our attack. But in the second half, we saw him utilizing that space. I'm guessing Kano really noticed that as well. But Eddie Horvat, I still think, is the truth. I do. And I think that it's time to have him and Juan play together. It just is. I don't know who you drop. At this point fans want to see goals. We know we have a defense. If, you know, Alex and Fanwell are on, they're on. If we play Jake, that's great. If we have Mikey, that's great. I don't know who you drop, but Eddie needs to play. And I talked to Eddie a little bit afterwards and he was really upset because he was like that that was my chance. That was my chance to score and he didn't, but I think what he was doing off the ball was more impressive. He had he would have had a brilliant hockey assist. A uh, hockey assist isn't an assist to the assist. And where he could have easily turned and had a shot on goal, where instead he saw Marlon running, and Marlon crosses the ball in, Enzo uh, pushes it wide, and that's when Marlon actually got sick. But Eddie's ability to pass is pretty good. He has the vision. He has the speed. I think, I know that Eddie can be the answer. We just need to see it more. I. It's no question that we looked better in the first half. Juan, again, had a wonderful assist. His ability to dribble the ball is incredible. Something that sucks, though, is that he's winning these headers in the midfield and nobody's running behind him, right? And this is where you can have Eddie Horvat being there. If you have Eddie Horvat and Juan Agudelo, Juan goes into the midfield, wins the ball, he heads the ball on, he heads it down to Eddie, he's in. Or you at least head it down to Enzo and Eddie's running and he's in. But right now, whenever we have Juan solo up top, he's winning the header and he's having to either head it backwards or just pray to God that he's flicking it onto somebody. And in this match, he wasn't. He did it, I think, five different times where I think if Eddie was on the pitch, that he would have been there. It's time to start Eddie. Start him and Juan together. I don't care. If that means you drop someone, I don't don't know who it is, but you try it. And I don't want to see anybody get dropped. Marlon is, I mean, you can't drop him right now. You can't. He's on fire. You can't drop Enzo. He's on fire. I mean, Prosper, do you relegate Prosper to the bench? I don't know. It's, it's such a hard conversation, and I love all these guys. I genuinely love all these guys, um, but it is what it is. Um, I don't know. Looking ahead to Charleston, I do think that this is going to be an easier match for Legion because their offense is just not as good. I think their defense is just as shaky. Their offense is much, much worse, so this feels like a match that Legion should be comfortable with. Don't forget, on this stretch, I mean... I predicted four points preseason. I said six points was going to be the bare minimum. Right now, we get one point here. We got our three points against New Mexico. We go and get three points against um, Charleston. That's going to be seven points, and that's still a successful road trip, but you can't help but feel that we lost tonight 3-3. It's tough. It's hard, but what can you do? What can you do? It's just one of those games. I One thing that I do want to highlight as well, I really enjoy what I saw out of Anderson tonight. He had a normal Anderson game, but we saw him playing a bit of that left wing and a little bit of right wing. He wasn't solely center, and I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed having Anderson having the ability and the freedom to go out wide. He was causing some mayhem, so maybe we see him really float around more and cause more havoc the evolution of Anderson and cedu has been incredible to watch, and it has been so, so fun. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for me. And I, I understand that this is not a very long podcast, um, mainly because, I mean, tomorrow morning, or if you're listening to this tomorrow morning, I already have a new episode out. So I want to just go ahead and listen to this first and then listen to that one. And this should end up being about 30 minutes, so there's that. Um, Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Um, I really appreciate all the love and support. Go ahead and give a rating on Spotify or on Apple. Share this around, please. We want to grow this to be something beautiful. And until next time, guys, keep hammering on.